This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homie. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Leo Cannell, who's known as the Funding Consultant. Let me just tell you a little bit about him. He founded Seven Figures Funding 14 years ago uh, when he struggled to fund his first business and realized that funding was a massive obstacle for many new and small business owners. And after helping a few friends and family receive funding, he started to realize a pattern existed for funding success. And he was already behind many of the most successful entrepreneurs like Under Armour's Kevin Plank, Google's Larry Page, and Nike's Phil Knight. And now with tens of thousands of hours in business funding experience, Leo and his team have created a systematic approach to connect entrepreneurs with the best funding resources on the marketplace. This is a very important topic for entrepreneurs, for business creators who have struggled to get traditional funding. This is something that's actually kind of a big deal to me because I've received traditional funding from institutions, paid the loans off perfectly, and then got treated basically like a criminal because I said, hey, that was so much fun, let's do another debt consolidation loan. So I love to speak with people like Leo because we have found these topics are particularly popular in helping entrepreneurs understand there is capital available and there are ways to leverage your business so that you are not trapped in the credit cycle. So, Leo, welcome aboard. It's great to have you here. Adam, excited to be here and connect with the uh, audience and obviously the Brilliance uh, and Passion podcast, your reputation precedes you. We're excited to share value and, and connect and hopefully give everybody you know a little bit more empowerment so that they aren't held hostage by these banks and lenders. Yeah. Now, the first couple questions we typically ask, uh, we've already, I think, maybe halfway answered, but I want to hear you say it in your own words. So the first question that I have for you is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? You know, it's a great question. And it's something that I thought a lot about before getting into the business funding space was I wanted to do something that really made a difference, that uh, left an impact, left a legacy and and created, you know, a lot of benefits for a lot of people involved with it. And so one of the best examples that I can give you is, you know, we've been fortunate to help thousands of entrepreneurs and small business owners secure funding. 
And they've created a lot of jobs. They've done a lot of great things with that money and, and things that they wouldn't have been able to do without it. But one story I love is uh, is a story of Tara. Tara uh, was a, kind of a, a beauty salon expert, uh, did uh, hair and and uh, all of that type of stuff in, in Denver, Colorado. And she yeah. was working for a company and she had this vision of providing, you know, something more and really lifting women up and helping them feel better about the way they looked uh, with their hair, with their makeup, all those types of things. And and not just being, you know, a beauty salon, but actually somebody who, you know, gave a, an experience. And so she had this vision, this dream. She saved up about ten thousand dollars. But she knew she needed a lot more. Like she had to build out this space. She needed to be in a great location, brick and mortar location. And there was so much she didn't know about credit and funding. And so she typed in business lines of credit on Google. My company came up. We connected up. She went through the process, got pre-qualified. And there was a couple things she needed to do to get ready. She had to pay down a, a credit card balance. We taught her how to get uh, one of those uh, credit limits extended. And all of a sudden, her credit score went up 30 points. And, and we qualified her for $70,000 in funding at 0% interest. She was able to get that business off the ground. And fast forward five years later, she just bought her own building, uh, moved into a 4,000-square-foot wow. office, or uh, you know, space for her business now has twenty plus employees, two locations. She's got five hundred five star reviews on Google. And when I bumped into her at, at a GrowthCon event that we sponsored, and uh, she told me all the success she'd had. And, and sometimes you get these clients' money, and you don't really know what happens after. And so it was so great to connect and hear about her story, and know that we played some part in it at the beginning, because without that help, she wouldn't have been able to launch that business. She wouldn't have had the money. She wouldn't have had the confidence. And so I feel like that really kind of exemplifies, hey, this is how it can work when you have an advocate in your corner to help you with funding. That is absolutely amazing and inspiring, candidly. So just very briefly, so our listeners understand what we're doing here. What is it that you do? So what we do is we are a funding marketplace. So on one yeah. end, we've got the funding sources, the lenders, the banks, the credit unions, every option out there for whatever you might qualify for. And then on the other side, we have entrepreneurs and business owners and small businesses who need funding. And the vast majority, they don't get it at venture capital. They don't get it through the local bank. They don't get it from SBA. Literally 85 to 90 percent of new businesses need to find alternate uh, means of funding and financing. And so we are that marketplace that connects them up, that does the automated underwriting. It doesn't hurt their credit to find out. And then it's kind of a second uh, thing, too. Not only are we focused on that small business owner and the startup, but we're also focused on business coaches and consultants and trainers who offer programs to help someone start you know, an Amazon or an e-commerce business or to get into an online marketing, digital marketing agency or to invest yeah. in real estate or whatever it might be. And so we have a kind of a, a software and a program for those partners as well to build a plug-in, get funding for their clients. And kind of those are the two ways that, uh, that we see this marketplace working. Yeah, real quick personal story before we get to the really fun part here is I remember uh, back in like 2008, I had uh, small business lenders from my bank show up at my home office, home office, unannounced with paperwork already filled out. All I needed to do is tell them how much I wanted to consolidate, and they called their they called their office, got the number approved, and had me sign. 
So I did one of those debt consolidation loans to, to reset the stage in 2008. Paid the thing off on time. Never was late on a payment even once. And so by 2013, the Great Recession had happened. And yeah, some of those uh, credit cards and whatever uh, had some balances on them again. So I thought, cool, I just paid one of these off. Let's do another one. Boy, you would have you thought that I, I, I said mean things about their family for even daring to ask. Uh, because we only have a few minutes here, I'll just cut to the point where I realized what a farce this was, is when after I caught them looking at some of the stuff they were coming up with, somehow counting my personal student loan three times, three times against my business valuation or something like that, my the, the, the loan rep I was working with finally got back and he said, you know, the underwriters are asking me, why do you, why do you have a student loan anyway? I said, look, um, I'm 37. I was 37 at the time, 37 years old. Uh, and you know, I have, I, you know, I went to Penn State and you also know I have an MBA. Yeah, I have a student loan. Most people my age have student loans, um, even if they got help with their educational funding. So here's what happened. I knew that it was going to be expensive with all that tuition and books and everything else. So I took out a student loan. I used that as seed money to fund a meth lab so that I could raise the funds to pay the tuition and the books. Because that was kind of my feeling at this point. And they said, would you like to be referred for criminal prosecution for obstructing this process and for admitting to crimes? It's like, what? <laughs> what I discovered, and this was confirmed for me later, is that my loan application had been rejected even before the conversation began, but they were obligated to make me jump through the hoops and make it look like they were being inclusive. Does that sound familiar? It does indeed. I've heard that story many times uh, before from people looking to start businesses or grow businesses uh, around the country and they get that runaround and they can spend weeks, months on what they think is going to be a deal like you're talking about. And really, it never had a chance. And, you know, I, I spoke with a, a regional representative of, of Chase, which tries to help business owners and yeah. like most banks uh, fall short. And she told me, listen, the truth is we'll see at each branch, 20 business owners every week, maybe three of them we can help. But at the end of the day, it's often one out of 20. Yeah, that's pretty sad. So now we're going to speed up a little bit, and uh, let's start with what are a few of the frequently asked questions you get from folks who are going through their process of deciding to work with you? You know, the first question is always, Leo, is this going to hurt my credit? Is this going to yeah. really damage my ability for additional financing or to get to buy a house or a car or whatever I need? Personally, I need to make sure this isn't going to hurt my credit. So we've partnered up with Experian to make sure that it's a soft credit snapshot. It's not going to ding their credit or hurt them to get a free pre-approval and find out their options. That's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting the very best funding. I want to make mm -hmm. sure that I'm getting the very best that actually exists out there. And that's what's unique about us because we have a marketplace. We're not just one lender with, you know, just a couple SBA products. Like we have the whole marketplace. We've funded thousands of clients for hundreds of millions of dollars. So we know pretty much what you can qualify for and can give you those options right too. So that's the second question. Like, you know, I want to make sure I'm qualifying for the best and I want to know that I'm being, I'm looking at all my options. And so that's what we provide them. And then the mm -hmm. third thing is, okay, now I, I know this isn't going to hurt my credit to find out. I know what all the options are. 
well, can we actually deliver on those? Because so hmm. many banks will say, oh, yeah, you're pre-approved. And then, you know, three months later, no, it's actually declined and dead. And and now, you know, you, you're going to struggle to find anyone to be able to help you at that point with some hard inquiries on your credit. And so that's the third thing is, you know, am I actually going to be approved for these funds? And what, you know, hoops do I need to be able to jump through? Those are the three top questions that Great. we certainly see with a client. What are a few questions you wish people would ask? You know, questions I wish people would ask is to uh, find out what it actually takes to qualify because everybody wants to explain why their story is unique and their business plan and uh, why their business is going to succeed. But at the end of the day, most funding sources care about three things. They care about your credit. You know, they care about uh, your cash flow. Do you have some income? And it doesn't have to be business income. Maybe you have your W-2 job you still have. Maybe you have a spouse or partner who has income coming in. Uh, You can qualify just based on credit. You can qualify just based on income. And then you can qualify based on business financials and any assets you might have. So I wish people would ask, what do I actually qualify for? Because everybody has this idea well, I should just be able to get that 5% or 4% SBA loan. And most business owners, especially new ones, are not going to qualify for that. They want to see profitable business financials. They want 100% collateral. If you've got an old 401k, they'll take that as collateral, right? Uh-huh. And so they don't want to take any risks. And so if you're actually going to be honest and well, what can I actually qualify for, that's a great question to ask. And what, what exactly. can I do to qualify for better financing in the future would be another question. Because sometimes we have this misperception and this entitlement ideology that oh, I, I just deserve this. And, and you don't. You have to qualify for it. All right. Well, in the few minutes we have left here, let's sort of go into lightning round. And let's get to know Leo a little bit better. Okay. So first question we'd like to ask is, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? You know, people that uh, know me sometimes are surprised to find out that uh, I'm the oldest of nine kids from a small town in southern Utah called Beaver, where 3,000 okay. people reside. And uh, that's always okay. surprising to people. Also the uh, also a, a father-husband of five children. And so people find that uh, unique. A lot of people don't have a lot of kids these days. And so yep. there, there is this, uh, this connection where a lot of our clients and a lot of our partners is it's a family uh, thing and it's how can I create a better life for my family and and my children and we believe that you can do it by being an entrepreneur by starting a business by getting funding yep. to do it or even working in one of our funding partner programs and helping you know share it with other people and earning an income that way. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? I hope they say that I'm pushing and encouraging them to live their dream life. My kids all know that I'm, I ask them all the time, guys, what does your dream life look like? The biggest problem that I think a lot of people face is they grow up, they get busy, they graduate from college, they have student loans, and they get uh, caught in the, the, the monotony of day-to-day life, and they lose sight of having big dreams and thinking bigger. So I hope they're asking that, you know, what, what, what am I doing to achieve my dream life and, and how can I help you do that? Right. If you go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced, what would it be and why? You know, the biggest thing I would change is make sure that you're always operating 
you know, as much as possible in black and white areas. Stay out of those gray areas. Don't don't think that, you know, oh, I'm just being creative, thinking outside of the box. There's a difference between thinking outside of the box and thinking in ways that could get you, you know, into issues with regulators. And so I would just say always make sure that you're focused on doing everything the right way and make sure you understand that in today's world, everything that you say, everything that you do is being recorded. So don't yep. say or do anything that you would not be completely proud of because it is being recorded. And so you do have to be your best self at all times. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? Famous person, alive or dead, I would go with uh, Jesus Christ and ask him about his thoughts on entrepreneurship and and entrepreneurs and and you know he talked about a rich man entering into the kingdom of god it's very unlikely it's kind of like a camel going through a needle or something like that yeah and i would say that the best people i've met in life are entrepreneurs and i'd want to get his feedback and thoughts on that yeah um jesus believe in is my answer too and my question would be what really happened? I know the Bible said it a certain way, but what was the real story behind that? Because, and again, I'm I'm a believer. I'm a believer yeah. myself, and I you know I feel a very personal relationship with Jesus. Like he's somebody I can speak with without the uh, vows and these and all that. So my so what I've always wondered is that whole water to wine thing. Did that happen because he forgot his wallet when he took his buddies out to the bar, and when the server came up and asked what they wanted, he said. We'll just have water, Ooh. thanks. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's no, like, that's good people stuff. Like, Whoa, how can you talk like that? But at the same time, I recognize Jesus was the son of God. He was also a man. So yes, he, he had was. the same humanity that we do. And the Bible was told by third parties. So what really happened oh. there? Because I have a funny feeling that the real story of Jesus is actually even more interesting than we were taught. I agree. That's a great question. I'd love to know that, too. Yeah. So uh, the next question I have for you is, uh, you know, we're getting close to the end here, is what motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? Again, I, it, for me, it's the success story, right? It's being able yeah. to play a part and and my belief that entrepreneurs and small business owners create the products and services that make our world a better place and being able to be a cog in that and help get them access to capital and to educate them too, because so many of them, they don't know what books should I be reading? You know, what do I not know about taxes or business credit or setting up an entity or hiring a team? And how can I reduce my risks as an entrepreneur and business owner and so all of that, I think, is is stuff that drives me when uh, times are tough and you're going through challenges. How can I you know, help that next business owner make a big difference? And then our funding partners are a big part of our success, too. How can we serve them better and and seeing their success? Right. A lot right. of their students succeeding because we're, we've got this relationship of, of working together and so that that definitely drives me is seeing that next success story and that next person to be able to have a chance to live their dream out because we played a part in it with the funding. Right. Now, finally, and uh, I know you have something that you want to uh, an invitation for our audience, and I will share that with them. But in general, what is one action you would want our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this episode? 
Yeah, one action I would want them to take is to find out what their best options are, right? What are your options? Because at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that hold us back as an entrepreneur or business owner. Maybe it's we need better marketing campaigns. Maybe we need, you know, equipment. Maybe we need a better office. Maybe we need a better website. Maybe we need to hire more salespeople. Maybe we have to invest in software. And the one common denominator about each of these challenges is they all require probably some extra capital and yep. money. And as the business owner, it's like, well, now that's money being taken out of my pocket that might be going towards my family to know that I can have that funding and financing, that extra runway to invest in that growth. That really gives a business owner a lot of peace at the end of the day. Fantastic. So for our listeners who are watching the video version of this on our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com, you will now see on your screen the URL www.seven, that's the number seven, sevenfigures.com. That's www.sevenfigures.com. Visit that website, that's Leo's website, and you'll be able to access the free book, The Business Funding Formula and Credit College. So you really want to check that out. I've been on the website myself, and you are going to thoroughly enjoy what Leo and his team have for you. So with that, Leo Cannell, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor, and believe me, in education. My pleasure. Thanks for having us. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,